Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. It is a... I can't even believe I'm showing my face on this podcast after what I, um, the display that I showed this past weekend. I, I lost six and a half units. Uh, I, I I've never I've never had that bad of a day. Even before we were tracking the 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 scores and all that, I I, I just I can't I really can't believe it. The fact that Chelsea two hundred nine Chandler is the only one that I won this past weekend was a, a goddamn miracle. Uh, sorry for the lack of intro here, but I, I just I have to get that off my chest. I, I you don't you don't deserve to or I don't deserve to be on here. But Ty, how are you feeling? I mean, you didn't have a great weekend either, but in comparison to me, you had a fucking luxury weekend. Oh man! Well, you know when the card starts off with a forty-three-year-old Guido Canetti getting a one-minute submission, you're just like, "Yep, I think I know what I'm in for tonight." I mean, the, the under on that hit, mm-hmm. but it's still it still it still wasn't something we thought. What happened, even though we probably should have, Randy Costa is definitely not a good nail. He's a good hammer, but he's not a good nail. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> Brendan Allen just deciding, you know, I'm Mr. ADC, ACDC, ADCC. Um, uh, there's a multiple flying knees and, and, and knees that made loud noises. Mark Zuckerberg's wife was not not thrilled <laughs> with what she was watching, but he was. Uh, Mr. Don Shanus, probably one of the worst uh, UFC debuts ever. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, and Mackenzie Dern is on Fraud Watch, so it, it was a card full of odd, weird grossness, if you will. Yeah, and we're gonna have to sit here and discuss this odd, weird grossness uh, over again, and have to relive it as well. Jan Zalnan wins a majority decision. Uh, I do not have the scorecards in front of me. I believe you probably forty nine. It was, let's see, 4747 for Mike Bell. Chad's Mike Bell. Chad Mike Bell. 4847 for Saudi Amato and Junichiro Kamijo. It was only really close because it was the second round where it was probably 10 8. Well, people were arguing that the fifth round was. Fifth, yeah, yeah. That that round round as well. She took her down very easily and then had her back and was landing some, but not not really extensive damage. I'm not a huge 10 8 guy. I know we've kind of discussed that on here uh, at, at length. I don't. I think Mackenzie Dern lost. But I, that's my thought process was after the fight. I said, "Wow, I can't believe we lost that." Her striking is still just awful. Jan Zalnan is not easy to take down. Kind of shows you how good Carla Esparza is. That's what I was thinking the whole time watching this fight. And Mackenzie Dern had her in some positions where she should have been able to, maybe you know, like getting her back and kind of almost setting up arm bars. Uh, a mounted triangle at a certain point was almost locked in. But it's not yet. Yeah, listen, man, it, it ain't it ain't sweet when it comes to Jan Zhang and, and Mackenzie Dern. Obviously, is there's just a skill gap somewhere uh, somewhere along the line. I can't really tell you what it is, but she's not able to get those finishes against people of the upper echelon in the strawweight division. Uh, well, I guess I'll just pass along to you on your your thoughts on what went down. I just that's. Obviously, we lost the inside inside the distance. That was kind of a, a smoked from the very beginning, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, her striking still is really gross, sloppy, looping, she, just ugh. Yeah, there's nothing really. She doesn't set it up well. I mean, she was doing some something. I think she was 
throwing a couple kicks, which is good, but she was taking a lot of leg kicks back. She doesn't check much. Um, I don't know. Her defense isn't her defense isn't good. Her offense isn't good. She doesn't really have much going for her standing up. Uh, she has power. She's tough. I don't think she has like a, a huge cardio problem or anything, but um, I think she just has a lot to work on. And it's it seems like it's been that way for a while. I mean, I love Jason Perillo. I, I you know I'm sure he knows what the fuck he's doing and what he's talking about. But uh, clearly, whatever he's teaching isn't working. I don't know if she needs more. I don't know if maybe this is just what she is. I don't know if she just doesn't have that dog in her. You know, I don't know if, what what the deal with her is. But she's 29. She gets hit. She gets hit a lot, though. By the way, I just want to say that real quick. Like, she takes. She takes a lot of punishment. Like you know, she's in women's MMA. You don't really see that often. So like you know, you see a girl like Ch- Caitlin Chukagian uh, get a bunch of fights and fight every other weekend and this and that. And you notice that she doesn't really take damage and she can last long. And she you know makes small improvements. Maybe it doesn't really work and get her to where she needs to be, but. Uh, Mackenzie Darren has not really made improvements. I want to say since the probably what the Marina Rodriguez loss, maybe. I mean, I guess you could even go back to the Amanda Hebos loss back in 2019. Uh, you know, from in between both of those losses, she fought Hannah Cyphers, Randa Marcos, Vanna Giangiroba, and Nina Nunez. Uh, if you combine all those women's records total, not just in the UFC, you'd have 10, 20, 30, 46 wins and about 20 something losses so you know it wasn't the greatest opposition uh she did get a couple you know first round subs as she should but it's been three fights in a row for her four of her last five where the fight has gone the distance kind of kind of makes me worried about her uh really where she stands here i mean you know obviously she can beat some girls but um tisha torres almost almost gave that away Yan Xiaonan, it was close in ways, but it really wasn't, you know. Uh, the rounds that she lost were very, very, very easy, and the rounds she won were, was kind of just like, you know, it happened. The Marina Rodriguez fight was weird, but she got she got cooked in that one badly. Um, when she goes for takedowns, she, like, tries putting her – she puts her head down and, like, tries to grab like she's going for a hug. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't work. It's not good. She's pretty good when, she's, when she, she gets you in the clinch and when she's, like – Trying to use her strength and use her like make some tosses. Her tricks she really and all loves, that. Yeah, that, yeah. She really loves the headlock toss into a headlock, but she doesn't really do. She doesn't really set up much with her lower body, and she doesn't really know hand placement. Or I shouldn't say she doesn't know it, but she doesn't use it to her best uh, in her best way. I don't. I don't know, man. There's a lot missing. There's a lot of holes, and I know some people are still in this train where uh, you know she just has to do this and that, and then she's a title contender. And I, I, I don't think so, man. I mean. You know, the jiu- sure, she can probably tap out anybody in, in, given the right situation. That goes for men too. But yeah. you know, getting to that point is, is is another story. Like Charles Oliveira can probably tap out anybody, but getting them to deep waters where he wants them is the key. You know, and I don't know, man. I mean, you know, even Virna Janjaruba is pretty good at, at at doing her thing. You know, she can get you to where she wants you and set up that arm bar like she did to Felice Herrig. She did the Mallory Martin, but like she has a a ceiling, and I think Mackenzie Dern's ceiling is kind of limited, honestly, which which is very unfortunate to say. But um, you know, the la- again, these are top these are top contenders, but you need to show something, you need to show improvements. I just haven't seen it. I think she just lacks like uh, th- this. Also, sounds like fucking uh, like wrong to say, but it's just like a, like a lack of like killer instinct when she gets into those positions. Like you named like a Charles Oliveira. If Charles Oliveira gets your back with like three minutes left in the round. You're like, you might be fucked. Like you're pretty much yeah. fucked. 
He's gonna he's gonna lower some ser- he's gonna like uh, levy some serious damage on you. He's gonna beat the sides of your head until you eventually give your give your neck or give your chin up, and he's gonna take your neck and that's it. Like she had her back for a while in that fifth round, and I believe in the second. I don't remember early in the yeah, fight she, she had, had her back. like nine minutes of control or maybe eight. Like so, yeah, half the fight, and she just wasn't <laughs> able that. to do much with it. You know, like, not really, I mean, she threatened, but she wasn't really, you know, the other, like you kind of said, the other jiu-jitsu players would get you out of there if they had those certain positions, and you're not fighting Hannah Cyphers or Random Marcos. They're not going to feed you these arm bars and knee bars and all these different things. This is like, the the upper echelon knows how to defend themselves, and Yan Zhanan is strong, and she knows what she's doing, and, I mean, like I, like I kind of said, Carla Esparza dominated her, took her down, held her down. Uh, crucifixed her and, and beat, beat her into the into the uh, into the mat. So it's literally there's levels, and Mackenzie Dern is just not at that upper upper level, and that's kind of been uh, apparent in these last couple fights. I mean, three decisions in a row against the upper echelon, and she's not finishing anyone. I mean, even Virna Jandaroba, anyone that's kind of somewhat competent and wants to be at 15 and wants to be a serious contender at 15. And even I don't even count Virna in that, but you know she's she's not bad. You know she's she's yeah. she's competent. She that she just struggles. She struggles to finish them or get them out of there, and that's what kind of what you need to do. Unfortunately, yeah, you, and she doesn't have sorry. like a, a a point scoring a game. It's like get not get you out of there or or lose basically lose a decision. You're she's not a real like easy decision win, uh, winning sort of fighter. I mean she all of her other ones. I mean a split decision to Ashley Yoder looks nuts now. And, you know, a decision against Virna Janjaroba. Other than that, it's all been, you know, Tisha Torres, a split decision. That was very, yeah. very questionable. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to give Yan Janan her fucking uh, credit here, though, because she looked good. She looked strong. Yeah, I mean, her wrestling looked, looked like she had uh, made the adjustments and strides in her game since that Carla Esparza fight. She looked, I mean, she gave me, uh, you know, and we, me and you are both big Marina Rodriguez fans. Or supporters, and she looked, you know, good in that Marina Rodriguez fight. Uh, it just looks like she's getting better and better every time she gets into the uh, octagon. So I guess we will see what's next for her. I don't know, maybe a uh, uh, Rose Nama Yunus. You know, that's that's something that you could do. I don't know what their plans would be for a uh, Yan Xiaonan. What, what do they even have going on at Strawway? I mean. She's pretty much fought. I mean, maybe a Jessica Andrade. That's probably the next move. Or something. I think, I think what their plan would probably be is to. <clears throat> I guess you could do. It. I guess you could get away with it. Is to set up <clears throat> her and Wei Li in China, or her and Wei Li somewhere. You know, uh, a battle of the Chinese women. Yeah, I think it would probably be uh, something you could market, something you could sell, something you could push, especially overseas. Or in China, I don't know if they have anything planned. You know, there's a lot going on, but I think that's probably what they want to do. I just not, I'm just not sure what they're going going to do. Andrade's like the only one. Her and Rose without a fight. I don't know what the fuck Rose is doing. Um, yeah, but just to piggyback off your point of Dern not having the uh, killer killer instinct, this finishing ability. We saw somebody like Brennan Allen on this card. As soon wow. as he got his chance, he fucking went for it. You yeah. know, um, she she had a chance in the fifth round where I think we saw her trying to get that desperate throw that worked. And then I thought from there, she'd be able to just, she had to hunt for a submission. I mean, she knew it. Jason Perillo told her and she was very aware that she had to get a finish. Um, even though on one judge on one score card, she didn't, but still that's what she had to do. And she didn't do it. I mean, I know she pushed, she tried, 
she tried hard. She tried getting that arm so badly, but um, she couldn't. She couldn't. I was really surprised at the fact that she couldn't get a rear naked choke um, into an, even like a very precarious situation. She wasn't really close. So, yeah, shout out to um, Jan. Team Alpha Male has her looking really solid. 2 of yeah. 11 on takedowns for Dern. Um, some of them weren't even close. And even when she did get into close in the clinch, she used her strength and just got out of there and didn't let her arm get taken either. So, shout out to her. Shout out to her. It's a good win for Yan Jianan. And I guess we'll see what's next for both of these ladies. Uh, Randy Brown, a dominant victory against Francisco Trinaldo. I thought he was going to be able to get him out of there. Kind of uh, lots of just dominant positions. Uh, I mean, he had him, he had him all, he was on top, uh, for a good port. I don't remember what round it was the second or third round had him on the ground. Uh, my, my feed kept cutting out on uh, Saturday, which was really annoying. I don't know what was going on with that. Cause I feel like during college football season, there's so much, many more people using the ESPN app during these uh, things. Yeah. So it like cuts out and just like, I'll just be watching. And then all of a sudden it's just like playback error. And I have to like scramble around to go find my remote. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? Playback error. What is that? Even ESPN mean? Plus blows, man. I, I don't understand how I pay eleven eleven a month. By the way, mm-hmm. not five. It used to be five dollars a month. Yeah, it's I swear. going up. Now yep. it's a, now it's eleven eleven. And I, I also on my receipt. Oh, I just checked this on my bank account. There's a fifty three cent Florida tax. What the fuck? Wow. The what does that piece. mean? Jesus Christ! But. It's eleven eleven a month, and if there's something on ESPN, ESPN two, or ESPN U, you can't watch it yep. on the lap. Like you can't watch it on ESPN plus. So it's like unless you have like cable or something like that, which makes <laughs> no sense. What the fuck? I thought I'd be able to watch any like SEC Network or ES- it has to be on ESPN plus, and then you can you can watch you know uh, Samford and fucking Jackson Toledo. State play each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> appreciate that. This is exactly what I want. They're playing in fucking Washington Township uh, home home field. So. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pay too much attention to this. It was kind of like it just seemed like it was one of those Randy Brown cruise fests. Not yeah. much, not 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 a snooze fest, but like a cruise fest. Kind of what he did to Jared Gooden in a way with less action than what he did with Chaos Williams. Um, yeah, the Chaos the fight was at least exciting. Yeah, it's kind of how the Mickey Gall fight went. If you remember that one way Jesus. back, when he should have killed Mickey Gall and he fucking somehow didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, he landed some shots. I think he got a knockdown. Yeah. Uh, sir, I think I he had a knockdown. Maybe it was in the first, but yeah, I mean, just just cruising, just cruising past the old guy. Maybe he was just like, you know what, we're going to show up, get shit done, and walk out, and then maybe try to rebound later. I'm not sure. Randy Brown does not have that much more to go in his prime. He's 32. Um, once he turned 33, yeah, so he just turned 32. So we'll see. I mean, you know. He has he has those performances, like I said before the podcast. Uh, very inconsistent performer, um, just kind of like Trevor Jones, who we'll get to in a second. But yeah, he did what he had to do, and I, you know, I didn't guess one method of victory correct this whole no. time, this whole night. So no, I had a rough. I mean, listen, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just going through <laughs> this. This is like a walk of shame here as I go through <laughs> this whole card. Uh, I thought this for sure was going to be a finish, and he had him down, and he, he. But like you said, like Randy Brown doesn't really. Um, I don't know. Like he has power, but it's like not. I don't know. Like I don't want to say he lacks like a killer instinct. That always like sounds really bad, but he does not. Like he struggles to get some of these guys out of here. It's yeah. just that it's that simple, and it, he's not like a like a. I don't know. Like you say, like you can't get a Jared Gooden out of there, and yeah, you know, Chaos Williams. That fight was close, but I thought he did win that, and this one was just kind of like of that same 
ilk. I don't know what's next for him at 170. I don't know <clears throat> excuse me, who's going to fight uh, him, but, yeah, who knows. Trevin Five Star Jones, man, your boy, looked awful again uh, against Hyoni Barcelos. This was another – this was actually, uh, in my opinion, a snooze fest. This yeah. this did this did not not much for me. Trevin Jones looked like he like that Trevin Jones we talked about before. I thought that uh, Barcelos was going to get him out of there. He had uh, he had a couple of dominant positions on him, but just not, nothing again. Like it's, this was just awful. This is one of those cards where I lose so much money because I had all the wrong uh, fights where there actually was finishes. You know, like I was on the wrong side of all of these. And I mean, we had Silva fucking. Submission. We'll get to that, but and then he TKOs him. You know, he just yeah, beats his brains in. So, but what do you have to <laughs> say knee, about this the knee hurt around the world? Yeah, I mean, I think it was thirty twenty five. The one judge had it. I think he gave second, the second and third round. Yeah, 10, he was for, uh, Bar- So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with that. I saw thirty twenty five, thirty twenty six, thirty twenty sevens. Um, you know what? What the fuck ever. He got it done easily. Uh, he looked pretty good. I thought he was gonna get the finish in the third. Um, especially when Trevin Jones' blonde hair was turning red. Um, but I guess, I guess not. I guess it's not in the stars for us, but easy win. Uh, I, I thought I had an easy money line parlay with Barcelos, Brown, and Dern, but you know. Yeah. Uh, it, that, it's just, I don't, I can't even talk about gambling or anything like that at this point. It's just, I, why would you listen to me? Fade City. You know, I, I was yep. up four units. And now I've lost all those units, and I'm in the neg- I'm in the red that quickly. Lost six and a half units this week. So, what do I know? And then, of course, this fight, Sadiq Youssef, just you know, like <laughs> just submits him, just easy guillotine choke yeah. against <laughs> shameless Don Chinese, you know. So, just uh, what what are you gonna do? This was like kind of uh, just came across the octagon and said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna I'm this guy's going out." Uh, and Shanice brought the fight to him, but it, it was not you know. Kind of in an idiotic uh, lack of IQ way, gave him his yeah, neck, that and that bad. was it. That was bad. He was just like, you know what? I'm a big underdog. Let me just come out here and throw some bombs. Maybe I'll hail Mary will land. It didn't. Uh, he he took a lot of knees too to the body. Those those are rough. Um, yeah, Sadiq looked better. I guess he looked. He he kind of looked like the 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 finisher. He went after it hard. He went after it from the get go. He looked stronger, bigger, quicker, more aggressive. Um, but again. Level of opponent was probably not even UFC caliber. So, as long as we get a win, as long as we get another turnaround fight quickly, um, that's all I really want to see from Sadiq. So, shout out to him for that performance and those uh, blistering knees that didn't look comfortable. Yeah, I would have liked to see him fight Giga. That would have been that would have been awesome. But yeah. I hope they run that back at a certain point. Uh, tough, tough night for your man Slava Claus. Uh, he was much bigger than Mike Davis, but Mike Davis looked good in this uh, kind of return fight. Mike Davis is fucking yoked. Yeah, man, he's he's absolutely jacked. I mean, like, you know, I know they all are, but Jesus Christ, you know, after the fight, he's just standing there. And I'm like, God damn, man, I, you know, can I look like that? How, what do I have to do? But yeah, just a what did the scorecard say here? They were so there was two that had a thirty twenty six Adelaide Bird and Mike Bell. And then Douglas Crosby's like, let me mix it up. Let me give you a 29-28. Mm-hmm. Um, round one, it seemed like a lot of people gave round one to Mike Davis 10-8. Two of the judges did. I'm looking on the MMA decisions. It looks, looks about split 30-27, 30-26. So uh, Douglas Crosby did not give a 10-8 out, and he also gave round two to Borshev, which I, I you know, Yeah, I don't, don't know. know what, yeah, yeah. Sure, uh, I didn't see it, but uh, if you will. 
Why not? Douglas Crosby sometimes gets bored in there. So, yeah, it, it seemed pretty um, pretty easy for Mike Davis. I shouldn't say easy, I guess. He did get in some in trouble, especially in the third, when um, I think he had, I think it was a left hook that fucked his orbital up. Happened quick, too, but I think he had a, nine takedowns. Nine of 11, I think. Shout out to 9-11. 9 of 11 takedowns. For Mike Davis, I mean, we saw this with Borchette before. I think was it eleven before he got taken down? Yeah, Mark DeCasey got eleven. That's twenty takedowns in two fights. Some, something's got to give. You know, twenty-four if you include the contender series fight and then the fight with Dakota Bush. Uh, you know, Borchette can hit. He can go come forward. You know, he has some good striking. But uh, Slava Claus needs to get that takedown defense yeah. in order. Slava Claus might not be UFC level. It seemed to me like uh, I was calling for cut watch when I was sitting there watching. No, this it can't be. Yeah, yeah. No, it might have to be. It might have to be. He just like you said, like if you can't stop people from taking you down, you just need to go somewhere else and work on that. You're you're just going to continue yeah. to get the shit beat out of you at this level if you're, you know, like you said, not able to t- stop takedowns from Dakota Bush. That's not it's not a good not a good look. But Daniel Santos, tell you what, this guy looked good, man. Ten moves to ten and two. Uh, Castaneda talked about having bronchitis or something along those lines. Uh, you know. Uh, for why his gas tank wasn't at the level that it needed to be. Sure. Yeah, it, it just he he was getting it put on him from the very beginning. That might have had something to do with the fact that your gas tank was evaporating because the, the pressure that Daniel Santos is putting on him seemingly from the jump of the fight was, was a problem, and I knew I was cooked right away. When you're getting backed up, you ain't getting it inside the distance for me, and uh, not only that, <laughs> you're going to get cooked and lose the fight. So shout out to Daniel Santos for a nice W. Yeah, that knee was uh, – was it him who landed the big loud knee or was that – he landed the flying knees, the, the multiple flying knees. Joaquin Silva landed the one knee that was just literally like a gunshot. So, yeah, I guess they both got a knockdown in this fight. Um, I think – yeah, yeah, okay. I, I was I was mixing the Silva and Santos fights up for some reason. But, yeah, Daniel Santos looks good, man. I know his debut was, was a, you know, a, a struggle and a loss to Mr. Arce, but – he looked good here, man. I don't know what what it is with the shooter box team, uh, but they just don't die. Like the he blonde hair gives them va- powers, dude. Uh, it you know the blonde hair, the shooter box, the this the styles, they all look the same. It's kind of scary. It's kind of terrifying that one of these days there's going to be like this five and 20 year old Brazilian that shows up and they turn him into like Oliveira minus the losses and minus the chin and minus everything. They're going to build like a super clone, like a Victor Wembanyama. You know, they're going to do that. Shout out. Shout out Scoot Henderson. Um, Scoot as well, future sixer. Love Scoot. So, yeah, Santos looked good, man. I mean, I, he just he just didn't die. He just didn't die. He came back and he just can't kept coming forward. Castaneda, I, I guess I can see why he had a cardio dump. I mean, this – this man just was a zombie walking towards him. So shout out to Shooter Box, Brazil. They're getting some fighters. I think he, maybe it was him and Barcelo, said they wanted to be on that, that Rio card. Uh, everybody's trying to get their hat in that ring. So we'll see what's next for him. He looks pretty promising at 145. I think it was a catch weight, though, yeah? Yeah, it's 140. That's what I thought. So we'll see what he's got going forward. Uh, you know, I liked him after his debut, even before his debut, and uh, I like him now. And uh, you want to talk about Snooze Fest, brother. Uh, we, we move on to Alir Latifi and Alexi Olenek in one of the sloppiest, most disgusting fights I've ever seen at the UFC level. Wow. And, and I, I don't say that lightly. This was disgusting to watch. And I could not believe that... Th- I just... 
<laughs> I was laying there watching it, and I was like, yeah, like, uh, I was like, who do you think's going to win? I was there with my my lady friend, and I said, who do you think's going to win here? Do you think that guy? Or and then, okay, and Alir <laughs> shows up, guy. and it's a fat guy, and, I, and she was like, "Oh, like he's fat." And he's like, "Oh, he's old though." I said, "Oh, wait till you see the other guy he's fighting." And, and the other, and then Alinic pops up. She's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Yeah, that guy's like 165 years old. He's fought 70 times, and he's getting in there again, baby. He's getting in there, and he's going to war." I said, "Look at him trying to th- throw these warm up punches. This is just this is so just sad. a disgusting effort." And, uh, I mean, hey, uh, Alir, he took him down. He, you know, pl- he played into his uh, game, I guess, Olenek. But Olenek needs to call it quits, dude. It's over. Yeah, I mean, there's... It, it's over. Yeah. Alir Latifi looked like... I mean, these look like... I swear to God, this looked like two drunk dudes fighting outside of a bar who have, like, have some, some you know, some, some skill. You know, like, oh, wow, these fat guys are in good shape. But they're... This is just not. They were sweaty. Yeah. They were sliding off of each. This is just awful. This is what you see at Thanksgiving when you know Uncle Chris and Uncle Johnny are just throwing fucking yeah. bows at each you other. You want to fucking talk s- to me? Come on outside. And then they get outside, and then you know it's raining, and there's black ice, and they slip it everywhere. Their shirt, their pants come off. Yeah, uh, who knows? You're it like, just, all right, <laughs> yeah, go break it up. Yeah, let's get back in the house and have some turkey. So, you know, I don't – also, what was great, Alir Latifi's post-fight speech. I don't know what, you know. I, it went I for three – it went for like three, four minutes. <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't stop. I was so tired. Of, I was like, is he still talking? What's he even saying? Mark is he Zuckerberg. About Zuckerberg? Everybody wants to call out Mark Zuckerberg. As soon as somebody shows up, it's like, hey, hey, you want to give me some of your money? It's like, no. I don't think he yeah. came here to give you any dollars. He wasn't want to give you anything. He just wants to look at you, kill the other guy. Yeah, he wants to he watch wants the fights and cheer like a weirdo. Yeah, like the weirdo he is. Um, yeah, nothing really much to say here. Put them both on cut. Alexi Lennox should should have been. I mean, that UFC roster bot Monday morning should have been queued up with Alexi Lennox's name, every, whatever way you want to spell it, with an X next to it. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, Alexi Olenek falls to sixty and seventeen, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so that'll you know <coughs> we'll see what, what's crazy. next for him. Uh, Lear Latifi keeps his career alive for another fight. I hope he they lives feed to fight him. another day. The heavyweight division is awful. It is horrific. <laughs> the sledgehammer. Uh, we'll see what they do with him next. He's on a two fight win streak now. Give him, and give him he, Almeida. And honestly, he should ready. be on a three fight win streak because he beat Derek Lewis that night in twenty twenty. Yeah. But. You know, I digress. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Joaquin Silva, uh, I mean, throwing flying knees left and right in this fight. Uh, Jesse Ronson looked just completely overwhelmed, and uh, Poor guy. you know, we kind of we we had the right idea here. This is always why I take inside the distance because of shit like this. And I just thought he was gonna, you know, but once he hit him with that knee, I knew there was no chance of a submission happening. I was hoping Ronson would like. You know, try to go for a takedown and get caught in some sort of weird position, but it was just no, no go. Neto BJJ uses his fists to get him out, his knees and fists to get Jesse Ronson out of there, and Jesse Ronson probably should be looking for new employment pretty soon. Yeah, it was like a fake switch knee. It was kind of sick, honestly. The way like the stance switch. It was. It's funny because you you sometimes you watch MMA, somebody does a stance switch, and then their opponent is just like, "What the fuck did he just do? I don't know what to do." And then they just stay frozen. It's like a, a sudden stance switch will just confuse the Jesse Ronsons of the world. You yeah. know, they'll just be completely confused, and then they get hit with a flying knee in the face, and they're like, "Oh, yep, that's it." So, yeah, good, good shit from Neto BJJ. I guess he didn't need his BJJ. Um, you know, what are you gonna do? How about Brendan Allen? 
This is probably one of the better performances of the night, dude. Brendan Allen looked uh, it was very dominant, uh, especially on the ground towards Christoph Jocko. Jocko, I think, played around on the ground, had a little bit too much uh, confidence and stuff. He got swept, uh, you know, because he had him Gave down. Him back. Yeah, he had him down, and then he just got kind of got his back taken, and then that was it. He just got caught, and he just kind of pa- it seemed like he panicked. Uh, and tried to get out of the, the the rear naked choke and the and the back thing and just was stopped fighting the hands and Brendan Allen's got slick jujitsu we've kind of talked about it on here but he kind of has been neutralized the last few times out I mean you know I don't count count the Sam Alvey fight that doesn't that doesn't really matter to me but you know the Puna Soriano um, Malcoon Malcoon that fight you know was very questionable but Brendan Allen Allen he looked great in this Kevin one. Allen. Kevin Holland, yeah, that's another one. Uh, you know, jo- it just did not a good performance from Jocko. I didn't. Uh, just very, very sad to have that money line here. This the sub that's was crazy. The Jocko hasn't been subbed since 2014, and one time he when he fought Talos Latis, he outgrappled him. So like, I didn't think. I know Jocko got swept because he was like, it seemed like he was complacent. Boom, gets swept, and then yeah. he's like, you know what? I'm gonna panic and then give up my back. That didn't fucking work. Um, yeah, is that Brendan Allen's best performance? Might be. I, I think it other might than be. The, other than Holland one, but even that, in that fight, he was in some in some danger. So this one was quick. I know it was like uh, I think four minutes. Yeah, uh, last minute of the first round, but still, man, he just as soon as he uh, swept him, he just went right through him. So shout out to Brendan Allen for that. Um, shout out to our Christoph Jocko money line bets. How about, how about those? Brendan Allen is now five and two against UFC level southpaws. Five and one inside the UFC. So. There you go. Eric Anders is the only one to defeat him. There you go. Jesus. This is just, yeah. I mean, and here, here you go. Here's the only win I had of the night. Uh, Chelsea, 209 Chandler. Uh, pretty dominant performance against uh, Julia Stoyarenko. Uh Stoyarenko did have her arm bar at a certain point. She did almost she lock tried. it in. She, she, yeah, she almost got there, but... Kind of what I talked about before. The only the only reason I felt confident in betting this is because I thought Chandler's jiu-jitsu was good enough to defend against a position like that. But she almost got caught in it. She was able to get out of it and uh, just just got her on the ground and and finished her. That 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 this TKO bet would have been a fucking nice uh, little come up for me on the uh, could have, could have lessened the unit blow here that I, I received this weekend. But and I fucking yeah, knew how the first fight was going to go. I just didn't know. I, I knew Randy Costa is a fucking bum. I, I knew that shit, but I, I just was too too pussy to bet it. But pussy puss. anyway, uh, Chelsea Chandler, she looked good. Uh, I don't know how good she actually is, but Stoli Ranko is not good. So I just this was she's tough. Way. She can give you some, you know, she can win some gross JSP. fights, I guess. <laughs> We'll see. J- we'll see the real JSP next week. Or, uh, yeah, next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Wow. Um, yeah, Ch- Chandler looked all right. Uh, Stoli Rinko's. You know, if she can't get the sub, she's pretty much uh, a Cage Warriors level fighter. So we'll see what uh, they do with her next. And uh, Guido Canetti. This is what we were going to talk about. Guido, as uh, they like to call yeah, him. Yeah. Guido Canetti with a easy submission victory over Randy Costa. Uh, Randy Costa should be cut. Yeah, I mean the low kick to the back take to the rear naked choke with no without a hook. Like he looked like he was like on top of his back, like either humping, either doing some kind of uh, dirty deed from behind, or just you know he was just riding his back. I, I, <laughs> it was funny because he didn't put a, he didn't even try to put a, a hook in, and he just he got that that rear naked choke quick. Um, 
He's a he's an elite athlete, Guido Kane. I wish we saw him when he was like not in the seventies, but um, <laughs> you know we'll we'll take it. I guess I know he's forty three and he's still kicking, but he's definitely at least for the first round. You know, I think there's three guys in this in this in this uh, world who are the most dangerous fighters in the first round: Conor McGregor, Terence McKinney, Guido Canetti. After after like two minutes, those three are done. So, um. 135, Randy Costa, say goodbye. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in PFL because PFL seems like they're taking all the UFC retreads lately. They're, they're going on a nice nice binge. This guy's 28. Uh, do they have Bantamweight? I don't know if they have 135 Where? in PFL. I don't think so. But they do have 145, and you can even op- option a fight at 155 and take on Marlon Marais. So hopefully Randy Costa, maybe Bellator. Honestly, I think Bellator would be a good fit for him. Uh, because they're pretty good. They have they have some good fighters Maybe at those Mr. lower Cage? weight classes. <laughs> yeah, KSW. If he wants to go, if he wants to, f- <laughs> if he wants to fight in a shopping mall around the corner from my house, he could also do that. Listen, man, uh, I don't like to be disrespectful, but this guy <laughs> should not be in the UFC. But <laughs> he should not be in the UFC. I think Guido Canetti is the is the. Listen, I'm also reading articles where Guido's saying that he wants to make a UFC title run. Why not? He, I mean, you why know, not? He only He's forty two years old. <laughs> you mean why not? Fighting at thirty five, dude. There can't be many guys ahead of him at one thirty five. I can't imagine that he has too far too high to climb, if you will, up the up the rung, the ladder the ladder rungs. Yeah, yeah. You know what, man, listen. <laughs> I don't want to see it. All right, for for his own you safety. You want to see Sean O'Malley and Guido Canetti. If Guido Canetti kicks his leg, and um, grabs his back. It's over. You know, that's crazy. That's how the UFC works, man. We'll be like, hey, man, <laughs> if he lands a couple leg kicks on, on him, <laughs> it's probably over. All it takes yeah, is one takes left on, hand, man. <laughs> if he takes on Javid Basra, you know, that's a whole different story. But if he gets Sean O'Malley, you fucking Pete, Piotr, you better watch out. It was always good to see Keith Peterson in there this weekend. That was, that yeah, was, a, that was, I, a, that was <laughs> a pleasure. But uh, we gave out a lot of money this weekend. Randy Costa, um, I mean, you know, yeah, Guido you know, Kennedy gets 50. Out. We can't, can't give, give out crypto. Can't so. give out any crypto. We did not talk about that on here. There will no longer be. They're going to repackage the crypto award. Well, probably oh, because Bitcoin Dogecoin. is just evaporating at the most rapid pace you could possibly imagine. So people are like, I don't want this bullshit. Can yeah, I sell it? They're me? like, no, no, you can't sell it. Like you're stuck. You can't, with it's depletion. actually not even yours. Yeah. Either, so <laughs> they're just giving you like, they're like, here, here's a fucking sandwich. Like, uh, okay, yeah. well, I have to eat it now. They're like, well, you can't. You have to wait till it fucking gets moldy and shit like that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Chelsea Chandler got $50,000. Shout out to Chelsea Chandler. Probably more than she made, made in any fight. Made for, yeah, on. her whole career, probably. Uh, Brendan Allen gets $50,000. That's that's a good come up for him. Joaquin Silva with sixty five flying knees gets fifty thousand dollars. Yep. And uh, Santos and Castaneda both got fifty k. So good for Castaneda getting fifty k. Bronchitis he gets out of there with some cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, Little Latifi got staff, but he did not get fifty k. He did not get fifty k. So. And I'll be frank, he did not deserve it. So there there is that. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, you can't get fifty k. If you don't throw 50 strikes. How about that? Yeah, that you're just going to lay on a dude and start humping him. And speaking of uh, laying on a dude and humping him, AJ McKee was humping uh, Spike Carlisle this weekend at, he was. at Bellator 285. So let's just get into uh, 285. Real quick, uh, our, our boy Max Christian, I thought, oh, was right. going to cash in. That's uh, right. I did forget about once that. that. Once that fight didn't happen, I was like, yeah, we're, we're not going to win money because Max Christian was putting Lens to sleep. Also, this fight, this card was as ugly as it was. 
because we did not have Tabitha Ritchie and Cheyenne Vlismas take part in a fight. That would have made all the ugliness go away. But, alas, we move on. Yeah, 286, Bellator, uh, Patricio Pitbull and Adam Borks. Uh, just a dominant win for Patricio. Borks didn't have much for him, kept throwing those flying knees and getting himself taken down and at one point got rocked and just dropped onto his back. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not really much competition at the 45 level for Pitbull, right? I mean, I don't... No. I don't see anyone really in that division that's going to give him a run for his money. It was McKee, but now McKee's at 55 and it looks like he's staying there. So, I mean, and, and you know, we'll get into Pico and all that. But, yeah, I just don't really see anyone really give, giving him a run for his money. It was a good, dominant. It's always cool, cool to see Pitbull fight because Pitbull, I'd love to see him fight in the UFC. I think that would be awesome. He would fucking be right in there with the Volkanovskis and all those guys. I, I don't think he's better than them, but I think he would at least be an exciting fight to uh, get him in there. But, I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I, I watched yeah. the whole fight. It didn't do much for me. It was pretty boring. When you look, When you look at the rankings, it's like, you know, Bellator rankings are pretty funny. They should just do a top five, I think, because when you go down the t- when Daniel Veichel is uh, a top ten fighter in that division, I don't know what you know what's next. Jeremy Kennedy, I mean, he didn't really look good in his win. Aaron Pico, he fucking his shoulder is gone. He doesn't even have a shoulder anymore. Uh, Pedro Carvalho, no. All really there is is Pitbull and McKee. I guess Pitbull said he wants to go to one thirty five. Um, I would like to see him in Pettis, I guess, or Stotts, or you know, I think 135 is better than 145 by by a mile. Um, yeah, there's at least and, more and even, fresh faces in there that could fight. And, and even in 155, even if you put AJ McKee in 155, I guess maybe that'll be different with Shab- uh, Shabli. Sh- Sh- what's his name? Alexander Shabli. 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 You, you better chance of, than I do of yeah. saying that shit. Uh, Musayev, Nurmagomedov, Henderson, Sydney Atwell. Even 155 is probably better than. Uh, 40, 45 looks rough. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pitbull's trying to talk shit to Dana White and get a crossover fight with Volkanovski. Not gonna happen. Um, not sure why. You know, the UFC would do that. I mean, I don't know what Bellator sells on pay per view. Is probably not any. Um, yeah, I don't know what's next for him. I, I get if I'd like to see him fight Sergio Pettis at one thirty five. I think he'd probably kill him. But I'd like to see um, him fight Usman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One fifty five. There's a, there's a little there's a lot he can do, but he's. We've seen him before. Pipple's a bit of a weird guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he likes to talk a lot too. He's like of that Cejudo, you know, Captain America sort of uh, tree. So yeah. it's kind of they just like to talk. run their mouths a lot. But I mean, when they fight, it's like it, they do back it up. I'm not saying they're all talk, but it's just kind of talking about oh, I'm gonna fight this guy, this guy. It's like until you actually get lined up. I mean, Pipple's uh, brother's probably gonna get worked over by Usman. I would imagine. They should uh, just fight each other, brother versus brother. Yeah, you know? run it up, dude. That's what the Pauls are eventually going to do. They're just eventually <laughs> going to go for the ultimate cash in and have those two fight each other. But you and Jim too. Yeah, or, no, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. AJ McKee, Spike Carlisle. Uh, Spike Carlisle came out uh, for for murderous and blood bloody intentions, uh, trying to get AJ McKee out of there. But AJ McKee settled in uh, after the first couple minutes and. Uh, it's kind of smooth sailing ever since then, but Spike Carlisle would not go away. He was not making it easy for AJ McKee at all. Uh, strong, and just you know, I don't think he's ever been finished before. So it just goes to show you what how I mean. Spike Carlisle is no no slouch in there, fourteen and four. But yeah, the Alpha Ginger just not not a uh, not a great night out there for him. No, no. AJ McKee tried. is awesome, but uh, listen, 
I, I, they just, I hate having guys like him and, and Bellator. It's just you never know what you're actually getting from them. You know, because yeah, he got dominated think, in that pit bull fight. I think this, this, I think this was his first fight at 155. I think, I believe and so. maybe he's still, maybe he's still trying to get his strength up. He's only 27. I think he just turned 27. So, you know, maybe he's still trying to get his big boy strength. You know, moving to a new division sometimes takes takes some work. Sometimes it's a work in progress. Fight through the kinks. You know, I mean, you get Spike Carlisle on your debut. That's fucking rough. No matter who you are. You know, I don't care if you're Conor McGregor. You have this alpha ginger guy coming at like you with Spike. all force. He's a tough <laughs> guy. But he did knock me out. Listen, um, he put so, me on my back. I, I did not expect <laughs> him to have that kind of power, but I was able to get back up. So, yeah, good debut for Mikhail 155. We'll see. Uh, how about Aaron Pico? How about this? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've seen, I haven't ever really done anything to my shoulder. My roommate has a, a torn rotator cuff that he never got fixed i've heard some very bad stories pretty much anybody that's had their shoulder pop out or dislocate they've told me it's probably one of the more pain if not the it's one of the top two most painful things they've ever went through and that the only reason it's not one is if they've been like shot in the face like having that kind of injury is bad i heard luke thomas talk about it because it happened to him once and he's a big dude and he's had a lot of injuries and he said it, it was it was just so bad there was not even any words to define or put into how bad it feels when your shoulder's out of its socket. Uh, I mean, such a big joint and controls everything on your arms. Like I, I, I can't imagine. So the fact that he had it out and they were just yanking at that fucking thing, like it was Thor's hammer trying to yank it back into its socket. I mean, <laughs> Brand, I think it was Brandon Gibson. I don't, he, he was trying hard and he couldn't do it. And it was insane to watch. Like, you, you know, when you, when you go see somebody go to their corner, you're waiting to hear, what their corner has for advice. Meanwhile, you see them just <laughs> yanking at his arm, and then the commission and everybody's just standing around like, yeah, you know, as long as you get it back in, we'll be fine. Um, that was terrifying to watch. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, when he's just yanking on his shoulder, it essentially looks oh. like he's trying to pull his arm off of his body, oh my. and it's just it's Oof. not working, and they're not able to get it to pop back in. And he wants to fight. Yeah, man, that's just what these what guys are made fuck? of, man. That, that what is wrong with him? Hey, it's like a uh, it's like a fucking blood sport out there, dude. You're just you're, dude, you're fighting Christ. for your life. So literally, this dude's arm is off. It's on the ground. They picked it up and put it back on. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, tough luck for Pico. I mean, it seems like he's not even twenty. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say maybe he's not twenty five. He's twenty six. It seems like he's just had the worst luck. I mean. He makes his, deb- his debut and he gets fucking guillotine choked in like 10 seconds. And then he starts beating some, beating somebody. He beats Leandro Higo, who was good. And everyone's like, oh man, he's, you know, he's arrived. He's here. And then he gets battered by Henry Corrales after he had him rock. And then Boric kills him with a fly knee. After that, he's, he's been good since then, but he hasn't really beaten anybody good. I guess the Gonzalez fight, but I think that dude was a bit of a fraud at 12 and 0. And then, the, you know, this Jeremy Kennedy fight happens and his shoulder just, I know he lost the first round, but. Who knows what goes, what happens, you know, in the second, and third? But uh, that's a rough injury. It's probably going to take him. That might sign sideline him for like the entirety or most of 2023, which is very unfortunate. But I just, I hope he's good. I hope he can fight. You know, get back to the level he was before after the injury. That seems like an injury that might might be able to uh, knock some knock some time off your off your prime years. So hopefully he's okay going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pico is very exciting. He it's he's always a guy. If he's on a Bellator card, you just all right. Like I'm gonna make sure I tune into that. 
And it was yeah. it was crazy for the one round that it lasted, but <clears throat> it's a shame. It, it is just a shame. It, it seems like he, like you said, I think you tweeted that out. Like he can't catch a break. It, it just something always seems to go wrong in, in one way or another. But other than that, uh, I mean, Juan Archuleta was able to get a, a win. I didn't catch much of the other uh, fights. If you, I don't know if you did, because I was still watching. You no, know, I, there was a lot, a lot of decisions. Yeah, dude's hard. leg explode uh, on the prelims. Was that was first crazy. Conor McGregor, Jay Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I saw when I saw the video of somebody getting carted off. I was like, "What the fuck happened? Was there like an active shooter before the event started?" But then I saw Jesus. it. It was scary. Yeah, it was scary. And then Lance Gibson, your boy, seven and zero. Got um got a submission over Dominic Clark. I feel like he works at Publix though. Dominic Clark. I don't know. Um, Fifteen and, and thirteen. Then, so all day though. All day, yeah. That girl Samiko uh, Anaba, the smoking hot, or uh, the, the very good Hawaiian fighter, uh, Lady Samurai. I think that <laughs> it's very obvious what they're trying to do with her, uh, which I get. They're Jesus. trying to, you know, she's yeah, she's smoking uh, good. No, she at, fought. Uh, at, she fought a girl who was two and five. That's the thing. The thing with Bellator is you get a good-looking fighter, a good-looking woman who is undefeated. They want to push her. They Lee Malay McFarlane was a bit different. She was more ferocious than she was good-looking, but she was she was a mix of both. And she also had that Hawaiian, um, you know, that 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 that, that state, I almost said country, behind her. And it, it, it's like somebody to market. You know, it's it's a, yeah. a marketable star uh, potentially. And I think that's. I know nobody really knows of this chick, and I, her name is very. Um, not out there yet. She is 31. So I think they're going to try to market her and be, you know, this Hawaiian warrior. Alima Lay is pretty much done anyway. So I feel like that's what they're going to try and do with her. I mean, this chick she fought was two and two and six, two and five. Uh, her name is too much. This was too much for her. Miss Nadine. Uh, other than that, JJ Wilson beat Tokoff. That was a pretty good fight up from what I saw. Uh, that kid, JJ Wilson from Australia is pretty, pretty good. New Zealand. I'm sorry. It's pretty good. I know he trains with all the boys down there, and um, he has a win over Pedro Carvalho and Taiwan Claxton. He's pretty good. Uh, Mamadoff beat Nick Brown. Other than that, you know, not much to really. talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael C. Williams was back though, so you don't see. Uh, okay. You know, any other fight fans? He, That's your he boy, actually like him. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, he's good. He's good. You should do boxing matches instead There's of. There's just uh, some your boy people Diamante. that I don't like. The guy who did the the Canelo fight, not a <laughs> Michael Diamante or David. I'm sorry, David Diamante. He knows how to do the Canelo introduction, though. That's why they, I know. That's why they brought him out there. But, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's his only reason there. Yeah, he 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 killed that shit. But uh, Canelo Tequila, uh, if Chihuahua I'm doing that, Jalisco. I, Bruce is the best. Uh, I, Bruce gets me fired up like no other. Second in my yeah, mind. That's fair. Is it could be Michael C. Williams? Not well. I'm talking about all of them. Jimmy Lennon Jr. will always be like that's that's who I was. Yeah, Jimmy Lennon Jr. is up there, and it's it's funny because you'll see him. You're like, oh, this guy, you know, yeah, you're like old little skinny nerdy white dude. Who's this guy? And then Floyd, Money Mayweather. You're like, yeah, (laughs) come on. Speaking of Floyd, he's fighting some YouTuber. Yeah, he's just doing whatever, whatever is Deji or something. (laughs) Deji, I think it's KSI's brother. Um, if I remember correctly, he's he he's <laughs> he's gotten better, uh, which is you know more than most of these dudes can say. Uh, I just want somebody who act there who, who can go out there and actually like try and you know maybe put on the facade that he looks good. This um, this fellow that Floyd fought, you know, looked pretty good at least, and then he just got sent sent to the land of wind and ghosts. Um, Floyd has said that he's not trying to you know this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to fight. 
YouTubers and MMA guys. That's what he said word for word. Yeah. He thinks he knows he's lost a step, which is good. I mean, you know, as dumb as Floyd is, or maybe people perceive him to be, because maybe he can't read that well. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's smart. He, he is very smart. You know, he, he might be dumb, but he's also very smart. He's he is a, a prize fighter who has gotten all the prizes and has taken no damage from it, no long term damage. His um, his life outside of the sport is amazing. I would assume. I know his daughter and NBA young boy are linked up there, and she doesn't like him, but but he's living a good life. He's he's not even cashing the McGregor check or the Pacquiao check. Probably he doesn't even have to. Um, so it looks like that's what he's going to do, you know, him and KSI, uh, maybe you get like a round robin tournament, throw in Jake Paul or Logan Paul and we're, uh, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about this Deji gentleman, but, um, I imagine it's going to be a joke and I probably won't watch it. Like I didn't watch, um, his fight against Mikuro Asakura. So, uh, that was a good fight. Oh, I'm 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 sure it was a war. I'm sure it was uh, an all time (laughs) classic. Uh, but Jake Paul's fighting Anderson Silva in a couple weeks, so that there's that. That'll be interesting. I am Funny actually enough. interested. Like I, I don't know what's a like. Anderson Silva's always been a guy who you never know what you're going to get. Like he won every fight for like 30 years, and then he fought Chael Sonnen, and he was losing, and then he wins, and you're like, whoa, you know, you're getting dominated until the fifth round. Um, and then you know his legs, he broke a leg, he, his leg broke. You know, there's been many limbs snapped uh, via Anderson Silva. Uh, he fights Israel Adesanya randomly, and you're like, oh, he's going to get smoked, and it's a competitive fight, you know? And then Uriah Hall sadly had to take him out to the pasture and, uh, you know, put him to sleep from the UFC octagon. But then he comes back and fights Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., a legit boxer, a former champion, and he beats him. So, and then he beats Tito Ortiz in a whatever you want to call that. So, we'll see what, what happens there. I'm actually interested to see the odds on that. But I think I favor Anderson Silva. I don't know. I, that is a good question. I the boxing odds he, website is not as good as the MMA odds website. That's for sure. But I, I got to feel like if he gets hit, he, you know, maybe he folds. He's old. He's very old. So I don't know. Well, it's I'm very obvious that Jake Paul has some legitimate power. That's not. Uh, that's nothing to be like j- joked about. Or he is no yeah. slouch in there when it comes to the power, but. What what do we got here? We have it's like Minus right down the middle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm. What, what would if you had to make a pick today? What would you pick? Um, plus sixty six hundred draw. Love That's it. my bet. I don't think it's gonna be that high because there have there there are draws in these exhibitions and whatnot. Uh, I would probably take Silva just because I, there's more that I know. Um, I think draw. I'm gonna take a draw. Why Before not? he knocked out Tyron Woodley too. Also, he looked awful in that in that Tyron Woodley fight. Yeah, that fight was that fight sucked. That was bad. I, I was looking down, and then I look up, and he was down. I was like, oh, okay. And he slept him, but I just don't. I have a tough time believing that Silva's gonna let that happen. Silva's much more of a striker than than Tyron Woodley is, and he's been yeah. boxing. He's got. He's had a couple also, matches. He's, he might be more durable, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and listen, Woodley got hit with a nuke. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> you just you, it's true. And, and like you said, he though, was coming he's bigger. Off of damage before that, yeah, and he's bigger than him. Not that Silva hasn't. You know, he's bigger. Uh, well, like Silva's bigger than Woodley. He's more of a natural eighty-five, you know, ninety pounder than mm-hmm. Woodley ever was. But you know, Woodley's more of a smaller guy. I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll get to that when when we get to that. But this will be his next step, and then after that, people are going to want him to fight somebody who's like you know twenty-seven 
which yeah, who knows if he wins, maybe he'll just keep keep climbing the ladder. I really wouldn't be mad at him if he went, you know, down this path for a while. But we'll see. I know everybody hates him and loves to hate him because it's so easy to do. But um, I would be surprised if he won. If he if he won, man, I think I think that would I I think he would have to like dominate. Like he would have to come out there and knock Anderson out in the first round, fucking cold. But I think if he did that, a lot of people would open their eyes to him, and a lot of people would have a lot of crow to eat. And Dana White is definitely, definitely atop that list. So it would be, it would be kind of interesting to shake up the uh, combat sports world if Jake Paul did that. I can't lie, you know, seeing everybody, 100%. seeing seeing MMA fans and people in the MMA and UFC circles kind of panic. I kind of like that. It kind of makes me a little happy, you know, especially Dana. Yeah, I just like seeing people have mental breakdowns about this stuff because. I frankly don't give a shit about yeah. about most of this stuff. It's kind of like a freak show shit for me to like kind of pay attention to when there's no fights going on. Like that night, there is a UFC card, but I'm sure the UFC card is early. I think it's early on in the afternoon at four o'clock. I think it starts or yeah. something like that, and then it's over by the time this all goes on. And I don't know even know what's on the undercard of this. Do we know that yet? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's been decided, but let's see. It's, it's got, Tommy it's got, Fury's it's fighting gross. on the undercard of the Floyd Mayweather thing. Yeah, he's the co-main, which is just... Fighting yeah. a guy named Paul so, Bamba, not related to Mo Bamba. <laughs> apparently. So, on the, the co-main of this Anderson Silva, Jake Paul grudge match is, I guess the co-promoter is Holden Boxing, who I've never heard of, and it's taking place Glendale, Arizona at the Gila River Arena. So... There's a guy, there's a kid, I should say. His name is Ashton Sylvie. H20 is his nickname. He is 18 years old. 18. He is, I think, 7-0 as a boxer. He hasn't really fought anybody, I don't think, obviously. He will be on the co-main taking on Braulio Rodriguez, not to be confused with the liqueur, Braulio the liqueur. Braulio El Chavo Rodriguez. (laughs) He is from the Dominican Republic. What do you got here? He fought Ryan Garcia, if you need to know who he is. What is this other fight that's on here? What, oh, man. What, what it, Dr. Mike? Is this real? Is this some guy named Dr. I, Mike getting in there? I don't know. I'm not, is it? Wait, hold on. Chris Avila is fighting some guy named Dr. Mike? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this topology picture. It's him in this fucking scrub with a stethoscope around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> is he Russian? He's Russian. Yeah. Oh, he might I be mean, a fucking animal, dude. Mikhail Varshavsky. You can call me Doctor uh, Mikhail. You can call me Doctor Mike. I am sexiest doctor alive. I won the I sexiest doctor alive in 2015. <laughs> Jesus. So this... I guess Chris Avila did fight in the UFC twice. He lost to Arm Lobov and Enrique Barzola. He did lose to Jamal Emmers. He just won um, recently, though, didn't he? Like in a boxing match? He was match in Bellator, and he also lost in Bellator. Yeah, he fought Anthony Taylor, who he fought in right. Bellator and lost to. He fought, <laughs> He's like, oh, that dude stunk, stinks. He fought him in boxing and beat him on the Paul Woodley 2 undercard. So I say all that. <laughs> yeah, he's taking on a boxer. Uh, a doctor boxer. A boxing doctor. Uh, yeah, um, apparently he just fought uh, I-dubs. Uh, you know who is all, a YouTuber as well. So there's, I don't know what's going on with some of these cards. This kid Ashton Sylvie is pretty legit though. He is. Uh, there's not many people signed to whatever Jake Paul signed. Like his promotion. Uh, I know he has uh, Katie T- um, uh, Amanda Serrano, and this did this Ashton Sylvie kid. 
really good. I mean, he's fighting a kid who he's fighting a guy who has been in there with Ryan Garcia. So, I mean, that's got to count for something, you know, yeah. and Christopher Diaz. So I feel like yeah, and this Braulio guy probably sucks, but uh, 20 and four is not an easy record. And this kid, Ashton Silva, he's 18 years old. Like that is so young. He fights at 135. He's he's very good, very quick. So um, that'll happen. This kid named Danny Barrios, who's 10 and 0. I believe he is from the middle of fucking. I think he's from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, he will be taking on Edgar Ortiz Jr. So this should be a decent card, uh, I guess. If you're not doing anything. Saturday, October 29th. Yeah. God bless whoever is not doing anything <laughs> that night. You <laughs> could literally do Halloween. Guarantee. Well, I, I think I do have a Halloween soiree that night, and I the, the boys Uh-oh. will probably have that on, and we'll probably be firing units on this. I might be Jake Paul for Halloween. I don't know. Uh, I might be Anderson Silva and, and not go blackface. I definitely want to clear that up before that uh, message gets out there, but... No, I don't know. Anderson McSweeney. I'm also willing to take shout out to Anderson McSweeney. Uh, <laughs> I'm willing to take all suggestions for what I should be for Halloween. Uh, I've been suggested to do Chucky, but that was a mean one. I don't. I don't That's think she was. Being, I don't think she was being nice about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, let, let me know. Let me know what everyone thinks out there. I will be whatever. I could be uh, Doctor Mike, but I don't think anyone would you know what I am. Mike. I, I want to be Jon Snow, but I don't I, know. I'd just speak in a Russian accent the entire time. That's also an option, but I guess we will see. Uh, so there, Russian there, face. There you go. <laughs> <Russian>. <laughs> I am Dr. Mike. Everyone would be like, dude, who the fuck is Dr. Mike? You don't see me on YouTube. Like, okay. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Matt. You're really starting to freak me out. Uh, yeah, so uh, you got anything else? I, I, I've Listen, um, we will be back next week before before that. We'll be back next week. We will not go down the units that we went down this week. We will talk. We, <laughs> I, I am already in the lab researching. Something needs to change. Something needs to happen. And I am. Oh, I have locked myself in a dark room with just enough light to write down my picks. And we, I, I will make sure that this thing is is. is we're going to write this ship. Okay. This is like an NFL are. team who's lost like two weeks in a row. Like we can't lose week three. And we're going to make yeah. sure we get this thing done. That's what the Baltimore Ravens are saying. But you know, we'll see. Uh, Bo Nickel is making his debut against. That's Jamie right. Pickett we should talk about that at UFC 282, December 9th. I put December 9th. I guess it's a new month. He um, <laughs> shot to he's December. Got, <laughs> he's got to be like minus 1500, which is fucking crazy. But I guess it's warranted. I think. I mean, Jamie Pickett can't stop a takedown. Uh, you know, I don't know how Bo Nickel doesn't. Ju- Honestly, I don't know how Bo Nickel doesn't just smoke him standing up. I do think that there is a level to this Bo Nickel hype that. I mean, listen, you never know. You truly never know. Everybody, nobody is, um, everybody's accustomed to taking that first L. Almost everybody, unless your name is Khabib Nurmagomedov or John Jones. So, like, I, you know, going from Donovan Beard to Jamie Pickett might not seem like that big of a, a jump, but it is. It, it yeah. truly is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Jamie Pickett is not somebody we value high, so I'm not going to come out here and be like, you know what, the Night Wolf. The 35-year-old Nightwolf, he's going to get it done. He's going to be the one to derail this this hype train. I mean, Dennis Tolulin just came out here and made quick, quick work of Mr. Pickett. Kyle <laughs> yeah. Dawkins did the same thing. Yeah, it's just not um, good. No, Bo Nickel should smoke him. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, first round was minus money. Yeah, the but odds. We I mean, have he was, like, minus 1,000 when they when they dropped yeah. the odds. Insane. I mean, it's, it's going to be even higher. It might 
approach Chase Sherman and Alexander Romanov levels. I think that was Romanov that he fought, right? Maybe not. Chase Sherman got smoked by uh, Romanov. Yeah, yeah. And the odds were like minus 2,000. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah. the odds are this high. I'm like, I, we had the best can. first round and we were able to cash it out. Yeah. Uh, Armand Sarukian is taking on Demir Ismagulov a week later, December 17th. That should be a fucking banger. I got, um, I got Sarukian. I think Ismagulov is just limited a little bit. Yeah, um, Sarukian's so good. Kelvin Gaslam, Nazardin Imavov, a fight I've been looking forward to for a long time. I mean, it was supposed to be on UFC 273. They will take place January 14th. I got Imavov inside the distance. Uh, maybe I'll scale that back. I got Imavov. I'll say I got Imavov. Um, that should be a pretty good test for him, though. Darren Till and Driscus Duplessis. That's cool. I, that's yep. a pretty nice fight. I like that. That I is mean, a we'll good see fight. It, we'll Till. see if it happens, but... Yeah, I mean, either one of those Fucking guys are... Chael Sonnen's already putting out videos like, yeah, like Darren Till is going to pull out of that fight. Bo Nickel should fight <laughs> Driscus Duplessis. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, that would be a little, little less disrespectful. Oh, my God. Um, I love it. What do you think about this uh, Bo Nickel talking shit to Hamzat? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, I listen. I love when I love when guys are confident, and whatnot. But I just get tired of hearing like dudes call out guys that they're not going to fight forever. It just kind of <laughs> seems like ridiculous. Also, you would get fucking shelled. It would be a goddamn mortar strike of fucking bombs coming down on you if you fought Hamza Chimaev. Right. Uh, what like, is Bo Nichols? Is he is he one eighty five? Yeah. 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 I, no, I feel you, dude. It's like you know, you let's let's take a look at the rankings. You are at the very bottom just because you just got here, and he's at the very top. Like you know, he would have to take five years off, and you'd have to win every. Like it, it's just not something that will happen until two thousand twenty five. You and know, I, like, I get what he's saying though. It's like, yeah, like I want to be the best, so I'm gonna call out the best. Like I see, but like he's just a little too active on Twitter. I don't know. Like it's not, I've, yeah, I think I talked about I mean, that. I don't like guys who talk that much, but some guys like. I do like it when they talk that much. So I don't know, like Bo Nickel, and he doesn't curse. He just, I don't know, he just kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like it just, he, I get it. He's Listen, like, that's I, freaked I, up. I'm like, oh god, like, and he, but he's an animal, <laughs> you know. So it's hard to like reconcile, like Listen, how he's able to beat two, the shit out of two people. words, like, two words to say, Penn State. Yeah, okay, that says everything. That's, yeah. it, it says everything. Yeah, it's true. Um, but he is good, man. I, I, I want to say good. that. Like I, I, I am a huge fan of his skill level and everything, but. I don't know. You're fighting Jamie Pickett, so I'm not going to get yeah. too worked up about all that. But I will be excited by the time he fights. Like, you know what really rubbed me the wrong way? Him saying like he won't fight on the prelims. It's like, dude, you're three and oh, oh man, that's that's right. That's what I just saw. I was gonna. There was something I forgot. I I, I like, come it? on. It was something man. else. But I think that is that's exactly what I was going to bring up. I just it slipped my mind. Yeah, who like you get to the UFC? Listen, you're born. You were born in Rifle, Colorado. Okay, I don't even think that's a real place. But you're not. Like, I get it. The eyes are on you. Like, you're going to be a big prospect, maybe the biggest prospect ever. I get it. Like, there is a little bit that he deserves. I get it. But let's 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 keep this at a balanced level, you know? Like, you're not, you're not this Conor McGregor figure yet. Maybe you will be, but you're not there yet. Like, prelims, I mean, I, I, would, I would think that there's nothing really wrong with fighting on prelims. You know, like, if you're the featured prelim bout... What the hell is wrong with that? You're getting way more marketing than the co-main or the feature bout is. So, like, just just do what you got to do. I'm sure your contract isn't a 25-25 uh, like Jamie Pickett. So, you know, calm down. That's what I like. Uh, I think uh, – and a couple of dudes I saw saying that, like, dude, like Conor McGregor fought on the prelims. All these other guys have made their way. Like, Bryce Mitchell Everybody was like – Bryce Mitchell was like, fuck you. I fought on the prelims. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> he pissed even though, like, I was pissed off yeah. when I saw it. And, I, and, like, these other guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like – 
there's nothing wrong. Like you said, the, the exposure level on the prelims, especially for a, a, a big card, more people see those fights than they do the actual fights because people don't buy the actual fights. They just go, okay, like exactly. I'm not going to watch them. Like, like people like my dad are not going to watch the, the, the main event and all that shit because they're not going to stay up and they're not going to pay for it. But like at 8 o'clock, they're going to be like, all right, like I'll watch like these dudes fight in a cage. Like let, Let's see what's going on. Like, and he's, he'll tell me, like, who's this guy? I'm like, oh, yeah, like he's pretty good. Like, yeah, like I want to see him fight again. Like that's how you build that that like uh, notoriety amongst people who don't really watch the sport. Like that's kind of how guys like McGregor got so big because they were just able to build it slowly through those kind of fights because – People think that McGregor just rolled out of bed and became that superstar. Like he had like six or seven fights, you know, in the UFC. Probably not that many. That nobody talked about either. Yeah, exactly. Know? And it just he built. That's how he built his name and built his just like notoriety and everything about everything around that. So that that Jay Ellis loss that was tough for him. That's but, not yeah. So shout out to uh, Joe Duffy as well with the with the uh, shout old out to Papa Anderson McSweeney also. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Anderson um, McSweeney. He... And shout out to James McSweeney. <laughs> that's not my brother. Uh, I hope he's doing yeah. well out there somewhere. So and your brother shout and my brother. Shout out to my brother. Yeah. So uh, that's it. That is the Australia yeah, Strikes um, MMA podcast. Oh, you got one more. Uh oh. I think I have a. <laughs> I think I have. A, I think I have. It might just be one more. Um, Aspen Ladd, I think we already touched on it. Oh, to PFL, God, yeah. Uh, she's dude. If anybody's going to be pay Kayla Harrison or Larissa Pacheco, it's Aspen Ladd. I'm hammering Aspen Ladd on Kayla Harrison all day. I can't wait for that. Stop. <laughs> I cannot um, believe they're actually going to do a pay per view card. You know, um, we're in a world. We live in a world. I'll just <laughs> yeah, say that. Yeah, we, yeah, um, we do. Minnie Nunez is back. I know we have been waiting for her. She's going to take on Zara Farron. I fucking love two, Minnie Nunez, dude. At 283, RoboCop and Brad Tavares will also take place at 283. Marino Figgy 4 is also going to take place at 283. That's going to be a fucking stacked card in Rio. Um, I think if Oliveira uh, is able to get out of there unscathed, I think they're going to turn him around pretty quickly for that, too. Connor. Uh, oh, for that no, against no, Connor. Yeah, for that, no, I mean, they could do Connor. That, that's that's probably saying. ideally what they would like to do, but... I mean, those like guys like Darius might kill himself if if something like that would happen. Yeah, but Darius is talking. Yeah. Darius still needs to take care of business again. He's, he has a fight. He has a fight coming up. He needs to worry about that. Yeah, Gamrock. Um, my girl, I mean, and he's the underdog. <laughs> he's gonna smoke him probably. But <clears throat> our girl Lauren Jurigui is coming back to fight the other Nunez, not Amanda. The better of the Amanda Nunez, the the one of the better of the Nunez. Uh, triplets, I guess we call them. I mean, there's so many Nunez's nowadays. I don't know how many. We have Mini Nunez, and then we have I, Estella Nunez. Oh, yeah. Be, she'll take on Lauren Jordagui, one of my favorite prospects in the women's uh, side of things, December 3rd. Other than that, Barbosa out of his fight on the 29th. Bryce yep. Mitchell and Evloev is probably going to be a main event on November 5th, yep. speaking of Bryce. Um, other than that, no, I'm pretty, pretty much done here. I think next week's going to be a pretty good, a pretty good pod. Taking... Taking um, the the we'll see how long the flight is. Should be two and a half hours. You never know when I'm on there. Could it could be engine problems. Taking the short trip to Philly tomorrow. I will see you hopefully tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, okay. if I'm able to get out of my uh, my yob. Yeah, your yob. Hopefully, uh, you know I'll probably be out all night. So if you want to come by, get one one fucking drink. Pretty sure you live by odds, so I don't want to hear any fucking excuses from you. Allegedly, um, allegedly. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But I will be back in Jersey tomorrow for a day. I'll be back in Monday also for like a couple hours as I leave, and then I'll be back at the end of November. So we're getting closer to another uh, a live edition of Hot Take 
hot box, shoulder yeah. strikes. We'll see. It's, it's been a minute, man. We used to do them all the time. I, we, we used to come filming in the studio, aka my room, and we would just get, get it done. But the war room. Yeah, now I've I I haven't had anyone in the stew in a while, so it's uh, I've been just doing this strictly off the phone for a minute now. Right. But we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. We're going to bring it back soon. Hey, Can't wait for that. And we appreciate everyone for listening, as always. This is a longer episode, but we had a little bit more news and, uh, and shit to discuss. So it was, it was a good one. Like you said, I think next week will crack, be you know? yeah. Next week will be a good episode. Uh, we have Sam, the Sam Page is fighting uh, next week. <coughs> so I there's mean, that. Like, you know, I'm we have excited. Cub Swanson, Neil Magny, D-Rod's fighting. There's Brandon Davis, D-Rod CJ Vegara's <laughs> fighting. Uh, you know, the Beverly Hills Ninja, Mike Jackson. We have a lot of disgusting filth on this next card. So Mike will, Jackson. Yeah, He's back. Rafael Sunsau is getting in there against Victor Henry. Oh, Jesus. I uh, forgot. Malkoon's fighting <laughs> I forgot Maximov. This is just like, there's a lot of, maybe we can make some money. This is stuff. This Serkinov's fighting. Oh, Jesus. I we can't we're, lose money. That's what we can't do. We're, we're probably going to, but uh, we will see you all next week, and I hope you uh, enjoy the uh, non-fight weekend and uh, find something to do with your time. Something. Uh, maybe watch the birds go 4-0. I don't know. 5-0. 5-0. 5-0. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>